0: Welcome to Pop Culture Podcast, my name is Spencer and for those of you who are new or just don't know, this podcast is basically just an audio version of my videos over on YouTube, which you can find if you go over to YouTube and type in the search bar at The Film Punch. If for whatever reason you can't find me over there, you can also head over to my Instagram, which is also at The Film Punch, and the link in the bio should take you where you need to go. Not only can you get the video version of what I talk about over here on the podcast over on the YouTube channel... But you can also get it earlier, so I highly recommend going over there and subscribing. Not only for those reasons, but also this podcast will be ending on episode 200, which is coming up very, very, very soon, so all the content will be over on the channel going forward. With all that out of the way, my review for today is for the entire series of That 70s Show. Of course, I'm reviewing this in preparation for That 90s Show on Netflix, so yeah, that'll be the review for the episode after this. Stay tuned for that. But as for this episode, it's about 30-ish minutes for the review. I mean, it's eight seasons, so definitely had a lot to say. Also, it's one of my favorite shows, so had a lot to say on top of that. Uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's thank the sponsor and get into the review. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. So it is finally time to review one of my favorites, if not my favorite show of all time, That 70s Show. It ran from 1998 to 2006. Not a show that I watched when I was a kid because when it stopped, I was probably like five or six years old. And when it started, I wasn't even born yet. So yeah, it ran for about eight seasons. Not even about. Yes, it ran for eight seasons. Uh, Same as Game of Thrones, I believe. And similar to Game of Thrones, a lot of the fans of this show hate the last season. Um, Yeah, I'll get to that in a bit. But this is probably gonna be a decently long review. And if I mess up, I'm just gonna have to deal with it Uh, because yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here and I usually try to do everything in one take. So I apologize ahead of time if I stutter, slur my words. That is just kind of how I talk sometimes, I apologize. Uh, But the show is created by Mark Brazil, Bonnie Turner and Terry Turner. Wonder if they're related, Uh, probably married I would guess. Uh, I think I saw that their uh, their kid actually is one of the writers on the new show or one of the creators, uh, so that's very cool. Uh, but it stars Topher Grace as Eric Foreman. We have Laura Prepon as Donna Pinciotti. We have Mila Kunis as Jackie Burkhart. Danny Masterson as Stephen Hyde. We have Ashton Kutcher as Michael Kelso. Wilmer Valderrama as Fez. We have Kurtwood Smith as Eric's father, Red Foreman. And Deborah Joe Rupp as Kitty Foreman, the mother to Eric Foreman. Uh, who else do we have here? Don Stark and Tanya Roberts as Bob and Midge Pinciotti, the parents to Donna Pinciotti. Uh, we have Lisa Robin Kelly and Christina Moore, both playing the character of Lori Foreman. Uh, Lisa Robin Kelly is the one who started with the character and then she had to uh, exit the show, so Christina Moore came to play the character. Uh, Tommy Chong as Leo. Love Tommy Chong. If you've heard of Cheech and Chong, that is who, you know, Chong is. And then uh, Josh Myers Place, Randy Pearson, which is a character that doesn't show up until the eighth season, which again, I will save that for last. Um, so yeah, the elephant in the room right off the bat, Danny Masterson, uh, for those of you who don't know, had allegations of the R word, I believe, and has since, I think it was like a mistrial or something like that. Um, basically, they just got to a point where the jury couldn't agree on anything. anything so yeah, uh, as of right now, at least he is a free man. Is he going to show up as Hyde in the first season of that 90s show? No. Is he going to show up in any future seasons? Probably not. I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, That's the character I'm most curious to see what they do with in the next, or not next season, but in that 90s show, Uh, just to see how they address that character. Uh, Because there's so many times in this show where he's like, well, I'm just going to end up in prison anyways, or, you know, worse, so... Hopefully, that's not what they do with the character. Hopefully, they give him a nice kind of send-off getting getting the character to do something that feels right for the character rather than just, you know, dissing the character because the actor did something wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate because Hyde is one of my favorite characters, if not my favorites. He still is, even after all that. I can separate the character from the person. Um, I dressed up as Hyde for Halloween once uh, in high school which is around the time I started watching the show is high school, like sophomore to junior year. Um, And yeah, I I feel like that's kind of the perfect time for people to get into the show. Maybe some people got into it a little bit earlier. Uh, Like I said before, I was a kid when this show was out, but I watched my grandpa watch the show here and there. I saw it on TV. Uh, So it's always something I was familiar with, but nothing I ever watched until I was older because there's a lot of jokes in here that will just fly over your head as a child. And then there's a lot of language in here, especially that's probably isn't appropriate for a child, such as, you know, bitch, whore, slut, all those types of words. And then of course the drug references, um, you know, there's there's definitely things in this show that aren't appropriate for children. Uh, the thing I will say is the more that the show goes on, the more kind of a little bit more mature that it gets with its themes. Uh, whereas in the beginning, you know, they're, they're a little bit younger. They're probably like in their freshman, sophomore year of high school, uh, much like I was when I started watching the show. And uh yeah, I mean they're a little bit clueless just as a lot of freshmen to sophomore kids are. so there's you know sexual references and stuff like that that are a little more on the nose you know in the beginning and kind of become a little more a little less on the nose as time goes on, which I don't necessarily hate. it just shows how the characters are you know literally growing um, you know they're getting older and people change over time. And uh, I never minded that. I think it kept its heart up until that very last season. And even then, it still kind of had some of the heart that the show needed. Um, the thing I will say is around the season six to seven point is when the show kind of just like started to go down a little bit for me. I don't know if it's just because I was binging the show every single day, just trying to get it done because I started a little late, uh, you know, in preparation for that ninety show, which, by the way, will be the next review on the channel. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was really binging the show to a point where I was kind of getting sick of it for a little bit, so, um, you know, that might be some of the factor, uh, going into this, is that I just was watching too much of it and was starting to get sick of it, but, um, as time went on, I found myself still laughing a lot. There were moments in this show, in the later seasons, especially where I, I would find myself laughing out loud, really loud, um... Things that would just catch me by surprise. And I would just, you know, laugh at until I'm crying, essentially. There's so many moments in this show that have me laughing until I'm crying. I think it's hilarious. Sure, it can be kind of offensive at times because in the time that was made, there were some things that they kind of were a little more able to get away with, you know, with gay jokes, with, you know, um, when it comes to jokes about women, you know, um when it comes to jokes about foreigners black people whatever it might be they do all the jokes in here uh but it never feels like fully uh like full-on offensive to me at least i mean obviously i'm a white guy so it really really wouldn't offend me but at the end of the day most of the characters in here like the the bad things that they do and say you know that they're not bad people you still love them at the end of the day they just kind of do some crappy things sometimes um there's some things that the characters do, especially over time as the seasons go on, where I'm like, that just doesn't seem as redeemable. And a lot of that comes from Eric Foreman. There's a lot of things that character does in the show, especially later on in the seasons, that I'm just like, it's kind of hard to redeem yourself for some of the things that you're doing. I won't get too specific with anything, but also the character of Bob Pinciotti, played by Don Stark, there's moments in here where his character kind of made me upset. Um, But at the end of the day, I still found myself... Loving these characters, even though I was upset with them. It's almost like your own family. Like, you still love them at the end of the day, even though they kind of make you mad. Um, you know, when you're watching this show for so long, when you spend so much time with these characters, they start to feel like your own family. And um, that's kind of why I love shows like this. Most of the shows that I've watched all the way through, this one being one of them, I, you know, uh, recently finishing it for the second time all the way through. With shows like this, I feel so much more connected to the characters because. There's less melodrama to it. Um, You know, you're just laughing along with them. Sure, they might get themselves into crazy situations, but um, it still has heart at the end of the day. Um, You know, a a couple shows just to mention that I've finished all the way through. The Office, of course, I've watched numerous times all the way through the American version, uh, not the British version, which I've seen a few episodes of. Um, Love that show. I love sitcoms, especially. I do really like sitcoms. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine is another one I've finished all the way through. And then some non-sitcom shows that I finished all the way through, Game of Thrones, Uh, you know, like I said, last season, not the greatest, you know, just like this season here. Um, I'm still surprised that I finished Game of Thrones, honestly, and I don't really plan on doing a review for it for the channel. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I used to do a podcast, and I did a review on the podcast for that. I don't know if I'll ever get back to it, because finishing that show the first time was kind of a miracle for me, but maybe eventually I'll get back into it. Um, that's why you didn't see a review for, uh, the new, uh, Game of Thrones series or anything like that. But yeah, another show I've watched all the way through numerous times is Cobra Kai. Love that show. It's very much a karate soap opera, but I love it. Uh, it is ridiculous, but again, I love it. Um, but yeah, oftentimes the shows that I, I tend to watch, you know, on my own free time, the ones that I typically want to go to are sitcoms because it's easier watching for me. Um, I I have kind of commitment issues when it comes to TV shows, which is why I said it's a miracle that I finished Game of Thrones because most shows that aren't just like straight up comedies or sitcoms that have anything more than like maybe four to five seasons, I find really hard to commit to because that's a lot of time to spend on one thing. Whereas, you know, all the time I'm spending watching this show, I could probably watch like 50 movies um, or more. So that's kind of the way I think about it. I'm I want to review more TV shows this year. Um that's just a goal that I have to try and get through more TV shows. Um but for the most part I'm always going to be more of a movie guy than a TV show guy. Um that's just kind of one what I wanted to explain right off the bat because if you ever see that my channel just doesn't have many TV reviews, that's kind of why because There's a lot of shows I'd love love to go back and watch. I'd love to watch Supernatural all the way through. That show is such a long show, so I probably won't ever get to that one, to be completely honest. Um, You know, I've seen a decent amount of it, but, you know, there's just so many shows out there that I really would like to watch, but it's just, it's a lot to watch. So the the chances of me getting to some of these shows just aren't super likely, which I just kind of wanted to explain that right off the bat, Um, you know, for people that are ever curious on why I don't cover shows very often. That is why. Um, So a lot of the shows I cover are like brand new shows that just came out that are like airing week to week. Like The Last of Us, by the way, which your review for that uh, episode two spoiler review should come out in the next couple of days or so. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I want to review more TV this year. And the, that 70 show is definitely one of those, those things that I wanted to review just for myself as well. Uh, just because, again, one of my favorite movies, or not movies, but one of my favorite shows of all time, if not my favorite. Um, you know, let me see here. Uh, let me look at some of my notes. First role in a show or movie for Topher Grace, Laura Prepon, and Ashton Kutcher, and Josh Myers, um, who is the brother to Seth Myers, And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to see those those actors who got their start on this show. With Laura Prepon, she's one of those actors in this show. Like, right off the bat, I could tell that it was her first gig because, you know, she, I could kind of tell she was acting at times. Same with Topher Grace. Same with all of them, honestly. I think the best one right off the bat was probably Ashton Kutcher as Kelso. Um, He just seemed the most natural to me. And uh, honestly, I feel like I give off Kelso vibes sometimes, which isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, but yeah, Kelso, great character. Um, I love all these characters, let's be honest. Uh, But yeah, like I said, Topher, uh, I didn't say this actually, but uh, the reason why it kind of fell off after season seven and why people don't like the last season is because Topher Grace, who played Eric Foreman, left the show after season seven. So in season eight, they introduced the character of Randy Pearson, played by Josh Myers. And Randy is basically the replacement for Eric that nobody wanted. (laughs) Um, No shade towards Josh Myers whatsoever. And even kind of no shade towards the character, but they try to just like, it's kind of weird because the very first episode of season eight doesn't include him in the intro but in the next episode it does I don't know it's just like did you really even need to add another another character just keep the ones you have for now you know and just end it off with them because I feel like who you have now should be enough because you already have what is that like one two three four five five people like five of the main kids from the show still so there's still plenty of story to tell with just those characters alone you don't have to have Eric there you don't have to have you know a sixth person to make it complete uh but they just felt like they needed to add Randy in there basically he started working for uh for uh for Hyde's record store spoiler alert for that at the end um but yeah he has a record store uh there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens with the characters that I won't really well I guess I'll probably get into it at the end of the video because leading into that 90s show, there's a couple things I wanted to address, but, um, yeah, I mean, Randy, I don't think many people really like him, to be completely honest. No fault to the actor, but it's just hard to replace your main character, essentially, and shows like The Office have shown that it's really difficult to continue on after your main character leaves, so, um, I mean, it's unfortunate, but he went on to work on bigger movies and stuff like that. So it's it's something that a lot of actors would want to do. It makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, Hyde is my favorite character. But, you know, next to Hyde, I would say my favorite is Red Foreman. I love Kurtwood Smith as Red Foreman. I think he is absolutely hilarious as the character. And he's such a hard ass. But deep down, you see those little glimmers of him being such like a down to earth person being a really good dad a really good husband um there are times especially towards the later half of the series when he just starts to say really hurtful things to kitty and i know it's just them trying to like add to the drama of the show because they're starting to maybe run out of ideas and you know after especially eric leaves there's only so much they can really do so there's times where red does things that i don't like but at the same time they do things to kind of um, you know, make him bounce back from that for the most part in, in some cases. Um, but yeah, I, I love Red Foreman because again, he's a hard ass, but deep down, you know, that, uh, you know, below his tough exterior, he's, he's really a softy and he really does care about his family. So, um, one thing I will address here for the people that don't know much about that 70s show, at least Robin Kelly, uh, no longer with us. She played Lori Foreman, Eric's sister uh, Eric's sister is such a crazy character I don't think that Christina Moore I I think she did her best trying to bring that character back but um you know Lisa Robin Kelly she was irreplaceable as the character so Christina Moore wasn't around for very long as Lori Foreman um, but she did her best and I appreciate that a lot of a lot of rough things that happened with uh, Lisa Robin Kelly I think she uh, she had a miscarriage she had drug issues and stuff like that so um, yeah, very unfortunate what happened there, but I just kind of wanted to address the, you know, because I can only talk about the good stuff for so long because there are some not so great things, you know, behind the scenes of this show, mainly just the the thing with uh, Lisa Robin Kelly and then obviously uh, Danny Masterson. But, you know, you can't, you can't say all the good stuff without addressing some of the bad stuff that happened, especially for the people that aren't too familiar with this show, or aren't too familiar with the history of it. Um, just kind of want to let people know about what happened there. Um, yeah, like I said, one of the few shows I've watched to completion. Second time watching it all the way through. It's definitely worth watching. It is on Peacock if you want to go watch it there. Um, it might be on Netflix soon. I'm not sure. You would think that Netflix would have it since they have that 90s show, but I guess not. I don't know. Uh, but it is available on Peacock. I don't know how long for, but, uh, check it out while you can. If you haven't watched it, please do yourself a favor and watch that. And please do yourself a favor and watch it before that 90s show, or at least watch like a little bit, I don't know. It's hard because that 90s show is like, you know, a revival of this series. It's a revival for the fans, but it's also kind of something for the new fans to get them into it and maybe have them go back and watch that 70s show. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I do think there's more enjoyment to have out of it when you actually have the context of the the characters that came before. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of hilarious physical and visual comedy, especially with the character of Kelso. Um, the things that Ashton Kutcher and he does in here, I'm just like, how did he not get hurt? I'm guessing he probably got hurt more than once on the set because there's one moment in particular where he's like jumping over our couch to talk to Lori. You like almost freaking does a flip over the table, and I'm just like, dude, you are gonna hurt yourself. There's so many times where where Kelso like nearly hurts himself or does hurt himself. You know, there's a water tower that he falls off of pretty much every season. Um, very clumsy character, but very funny. Um, you know, he's the one that starts out by dating Jackie. And in real life, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are now married, which is very cool. Um, can't wait to see them return in that 90s show as well. Uh looks like their characters are married. Um, yeah, it should be interesting. There's things about Kelsey's character, though. You know, no spoilers, but... I'm curious about what they're going to do about it in the show, how they're going to address it, or if they're going to address that. I, I feel like they kind of have to, but um, if you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. In fact, I don't think I'll mention any really big spoilers for the show um, in this video. I'll just kind of, like, mention things, and if you've watched it, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a sitcom, so there's, like, only so much you can spoil, but at the same time, there's things I don't really want to give uh giveaway because I want people to enjoy it for the first time um right off the bat when I was watching this show I didn't realize how quickly some stuff happened um I won't say anything in particular but um you know having only watched it all the way through once before you know rewatching it for this this review um I remembered things happening a lot later than they did in like later seasons and I'm like oh no this is all in the same season um so yeah I mean that, that was just kind of a fun thing that I noticed uh, while watching. Uh, lots of guest stars on this show. There's a lot of... All right. There's guest stars. There's a lot of uh, pop culture references as well. Star Wars especially plays a pretty big part with Eric's character. Uh, but some of the guest stars in here, we have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who shows up uh, pretty early on. I think he's in the first season, maybe second. Uh, Betty White plays Kitty's mom. Uh, Seth Green is in there at times. We have Jessica Simpson. She dates Kelso's character for a bit uh Allison Hannigan uh she's interested in Kelsey's character for a bit. Um we have James Avery, you know uh Uncle Phil from uh from Fresh Prince. He he plays a cop in this show. Uh Lindsay Lohan showed up for like 1 second basically, like 1 minute and kind of just like banged Fez and, and left. Uh Amy Adams, she only showed up for like one episode. Tom Kenny, Ted Nugent, Bruce Willis um, Bruce Willis showed up, I don't know if I remember that episode, I don't know, but, uh, Dwayne Johnson definitely showed up, he played his dad, Rocky Johnson, so that was kind of cool, uh, Billy, Billy D. Williams, um, you know, uh, uh, Lando Calrissian himself, Uh, which is kind of weird, because, you know, Star Wars, they watch it in, in that 70s show, but he's also in Star Wars, so it's just like, what, um, also the character, like, makes Star Wars references, it's cool, though, it works, um, but yeah, uh Eric and Donna are essentially the mom and dad of the group at times. I think that's funny. Um Fez is basically like the the baby of the group. You know, he's the he's the youngest one that gets smothered the most. He's I love his character. He is so hilarious in here. At times he becomes a little one note, especially as the seasons start to go on, he kind of becomes a little one note. But they at times do things with this character that just crack me the hell up. Like he has this feud with this one character uh, Fenton played by Jim Rash, who I heard is going to be showing up in that 90 show. I can't wait to see that rival again. You don't really know the backstory. You don't really know what happened. You just know every time those two characters are on screen together, that it's like, hello, Fenton. (laughs) It's, it's hilarious. I love it. Um, yeah, there's a episode in particular that, uh, that shows the future of everybody. It's, uh, season four, episode one, it's a wonderful life. Um, yeah, and basically the synopsis here, Eric is devastated over him and Donna's breakup, spends all day in bed wishing they never kissed, but while asleep, an angel, played by Wayne Knight, uh, comes to Eric and shows how the gang's lives could have been if he and Donna had never ended up together. So it kind of shows, you know, what could have happened to the group. You know, I think Kelsa becomes like a news anchor. Jackie becomes um, uh, a stewardess. Donna, I forget exactly what she does, but she ends up with Hyde and, you know, has kids and stuff like that. I know I'm spoiling stuff right now, but you might be wondering why am I mentioning this episode in particular, because I'm curious about how much of this will actually show up in that 90s show. I wonder how much of what this angel showed Eric could actually happen for their future because, you know, in the the trailer, it looked like Kelso was dressed up nice, so he could be a news anchor. I don't know. That's the one one thing from this episode at least that I think could be true is that uh that Kelso ends up as a news anchor. I could definitely see that. Um again we'll really have to just wait and see. Um Eric still works for Price Mart and lives with his parents. Um that won't be the case, but again, it's just one of those fun episodes I kind of wanted to bring up and you know there's a couple episodes that I'll mention uh just you know to give people some uh some Not only context, but also a couple episodes to watch if you want to maybe check them out. And uh, just ones that I would recommend. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, that, that's just a fun episode because I, I just wanted to really bring it up and see how much of how much of this future really could end up being their future. So, we'll really have to wait and see. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be a little bit different in that 90s show because of certain aspects. Obviously, Eric and Donna are still together. Um, and all that kind of stuff, but we may see some similarities. Who knows? Um, Yeah, I mean, they kept the same essence over time while being able to do much bigger, more ambitious things. One in particular, uh, Season 4, Episode 24, That 70s Musical. There's some shows out there, like Supernatural in particular, did a musical episode. Uh, Once you get to a certain point, uh, once you get to a certain point of success, uh, a certain point in the series, a lot of shows are like, hey, let's do a musical episode and uh, it's a fun episode for sure. Um, Just kind of one episode I wanted to mention for the types of things that they're able to do. You know, they have episodes where they're dressed up in star Wars costumes and stuff and like reenacting star Wars. Um, The more it goes on, the bigger things they're able to do, which is always fun to see in a show. It keeps the same essence. It keeps the same humor just with a little more scale. And I like that. Um, You know, there's one episode in particular I can't, remember exactly which one but you actually get to see the whole gang like toilet paper and egg somebody's house and it's actually like a house in a neighborhood you see houses around so i'm just like dang they actually like went to an actual neighborhood to film this rather than just you know a set on a back lot or whatever uh so i thought that was pretty cool i was like dang that's something they really couldn't do in the first season huh um and then one last episode um actually you know what i'm not gonna mention this one um yeah I'm not going to mention that episode, but all I'll say is episode 26 of season four. I know I'm only mentioning season four episodes, uh, but there's a moment in here where Kelso, you know, he's a dumb character, but he kind of stands up for himself in this one. And it's, I feel like there's at least one scene for each character in this show that like, it's like a serious, genuine moment. Um, And oftentimes in these types of humorous shows, I always like to search for those little little glimmers of genuine moments that's why I like Red's character so much because he is such a hard ass but he does have those genuine moments in there and from a show like this I just love those moments that you know because he could be laughing the whole whole day and you could have fun with the characters but you never really fully care about the characters until you have those genuine moments so um it's it's stuff like this that you know and again like each character i i feel like at least once in the entirety of the show gets at least one scene that kind of defines them as kind of a little bit ha- having a little bit more of a serious side being able to take the character seriously um you know while still having fun with them of course uh but the episode's called everybody loves casey so if you want to go check that one out uh definitely go go do so and you you might know what i'm talking about you might know what happens in the scene uh, if you've seen the show but um, yeah, basically he's talking to Jackie. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Um, rest in peace to Betty White, who played Kitty's mom. Um, not the only person to pass away on the show. I, you know, Lisa, Robin Kelly as well. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty more other people that showed up as maybe guest stars on the show that have passed away over the years as well. So, um, Betty White, especially, you know, um, I think she was perfect for, for Kitty's mom. They kind of almost look like they could be related, huh? But yeah, I I liked her character in here. Uh, even though she was kind of an awful character, she had again. Even even the very small like side characters that you only see every once in a while have genuine moments. Even Lori Foreman has genuine moments, and that's the kind of character that has no genuinity. Genuinity is that a word? I think so. No genuinity to them. Um. So yeah, I, I can really appreciate that t- type of stuff. Um. One of my biggest complaints from this show. Mainly comes from the character of Jackie. Not that I hate the character of Jackie. It's just the things that they do with Jackie. She ends up with like three of the freaking people in the group. In the entirety of the show. And goes back to like Kelso and Steven like numerous times. I know I'm spoiling stuff by saying that. But that stuff to me. The love triangle aspect. Is the thing that was the most exhausting from this show for me. The thing that kind of like not took me out of it. But just the aspect I didn't care about as much is just these love triangles, not only between, you know, Jackie, Kelso, Hyde, but also the kind of will-they-won't-they they between Eric and Donna. Um, not just in the very beginning of the show. In the very beginning of the show, you're kind of supposed to have that will-they-won't-they they, uh, because you're just now introducing these characters. But over time, they they do things that are still kind of at the point, like even three, four, five seasons later, they're still at this, oh, well, you know, we've been together before, and you know things were on the rocks before so should we should we not i'm just like dude just make a decision already it's getting exhausting um you know the the whole kind of drama soap opera aspect um, of these types of shows are always the parts i don't necessarily care about uh that being said i do love the uh the relationship between jim and pam on the office i think that's everybody's favorite relationship from any type of show like this so uh yeah i mean there there are instances but in this show in particular i just I don't always find myself caring much about the uh the romantic relationships as much as I care about the the friendships and and you know the family relationships in here so um if I had one complaint about that show it would be the last season isn't great Randy didn't need to be introduced uh there's some things that they do over time that I'm just like eh you're kind of taking away from the 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 humor of the show by just kind of saying exactly what you want to say um and then also oh sorry low battery mode thing came up there. Um, but yeah, like I said, the the love triangle stuff is just something that I find to be exhausting over time, especially when they just kind of keep doing it um, each season. So um, again, not, not a whole lot of complaints about the show because it is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say why Eric leaves the show, um, you know, um, where he's going, whatever he might be doing. I'm going to save that for you guys. I mean, there are videos out there telling you what happened and all that. So I guess if you want a full breakdown, you can go go look that up. But I really just kind of wanted to tell people about this show, spread awareness about the show for the people that haven't watched it, because I highly recommend watching this show. It is fantastic. It's hilarious. And I love these characters so much. I love these characters some more than some of my own family members. I'm just kidding. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but still, you know, I, I love these characters. I've spent, you know, a lot of time watching this show and, and a lot of time with those characters, and they almost feel like my own friends, you know? There's there's aspects about these people that you can kind of see resemblances in your own friend groups and whatnot. So, I mean, it, it has elements of it that you can kind of relate to. Um, yeah, there's my review for the entire series of That seventy Show. My mouth is very dry, also, my throat kind of hurts because I'm starting to get a bit of a cold. Uh, but thank you for bearing with me through this very long review. Have you watched the series, That 70 Show? Uh, what did you think about it? Did he love it? Did he hate it? Are you in the middle? Obviously, I love this show. This is a premium subscription. This is worth buying a subscription to Peacock for just to watch. Um, plus, I don't think Peacock's that expensive, is it? Um, might be on Netflix soon. Like I said, I'm not sure. I would imagine they'd probably get it soon, but maybe not. Um, and who knows if it'd be taken off of Peacock anytime soon. So maybe try to watch it there while you can, or just try to look up and see when is it coming to Netflix or not? I don't know. Um, it's the whole Danny Masterson thing. I think they're, they're kind of wary about putting that on there because of him, but I don't know. Uh, have you not seen that 70s show? Are you planning on watching it anytime, anytime soon? Why or why not? Are you going to watch it before that 90s show? I would hope so, but if not, I won't blame you for it. Um, and are you watching that 90 show? I would love to, to hear that down in the comments below. Really, any comments, I respond to all the comments. So uh, anything and everything down below, I'd love to hear from you. Leave a like on the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you never miss an upload, and I will see you in the next one with my review for that 90 show. See you later. Thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I am on YouTube and Instagram at the Film Punch. I am also on Facebook at the Film Punch, and I have a separate account on Instagram more for just posting whatever I want. I don't use it very often, but you can follow it if you want. It is at the Film Sensei. Yeah, I don't really talk about the Facebook or that separate Instagram account as much because, yeah, I just am not as active as I am on the other social media platforms, Instagram, well, the at the Film Punch Instagram, and of course, the YouTube channel. But I would love it if you would go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like I said in the beginning, you can get all the content that you can hear over here in video form and earlier over on the YouTube channel and also this podcast will be ending on episode 200 which is very 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 soon uh shooting for early February so all the content is over on the YouTube channel uh even now so yeah I uh, appreciate you all listening the end of the episode is when I ramble about whatever I want to ramble about but it is currently 2:27 a.m. and I kind of just want to go to bed. Also, keep getting hiccups, which don't know why that always happens when I record, but uh, nevertheless, it is time for me to go to bed. So once again, thank you all for listening. Uh, stay tuned for that next episode where I will be reviewing the first season of that 90s show. Uh, yeah, and have a good night, morning or afternoon, whatever time of day it is when you're listening to this. See you later.